Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. We Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys, a second and none. Now that's the end of the intro. It's time we've begun.
Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 759 of the, or 795, sorry, of the Trinity Force podcast. I am, as always, your host, N.A. Eric, and it's me and John and Bomo, and we are chatting about all things League. Uh, there ha- There is some provisional patch notes out, but those have been in flux a lot recently, so we're going to wait to cover those until uh, early next week, but... Um, we have a whole bunch of great stuff, but before I get into anything, we just wanted to make an announcement and uh, say that we are accepting uh, applications and looking for an additional host to join. So if you are interested, please message me on Discord or send uh, send it to our questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. Um, actually, that would be the best space to do it. Just email that email address with a short clip uh of i'm talking like 30 to 60 seconds talking about one specific patch note can be current past future whatever um your thoughts on it and what the ramifications are of it just not super long but uh just enough for us to be able to hear your audio quality as well as uh the way that you're thinking about notes and things like that so um if you're interested reach out and uh yeah but now to current business, uh, gents, how are you? Bomo, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'm playing more solo queue than I have previously in any other season. So what, it's uh, February 1st, so 20 days since rank started, and I've played 35, 36 games. So what is that? I'm on pace for... 45-ish games a month. and You've played 37 games. 37 games. So I'm on pace for about almost close to 50 games a month, which is a lot more than previously. So my my next highest season of ranked games was season three, and I played 290 games. So this is looking like my most played season just based on what I'm going, but <clears throat> sticking with Two champion pools right now. Two champs right now um, while climbing, and then might introduce a third depending on how the meta shakes up a bit. But just wanting to climb pretty high with a small champion pool, um, and just that's kind of the goal for everything. We started off what three and seven in promos, and now I'm what eighteen and fifteen or something like that. Twenty and seventeen. Twenty and seventeen. So yeah, close. It's three three win loss difference, but. We, we were able to pull it back from that deficit and feels pretty good. Um, the climb has been actually really good too. A lot of the games feel feel kind of easy. Um, I think sticking with the two champs has made a lot of the laning exposure more simpler. So there's less things that uh, I'm concerned about in the laning phase. Uh, I actually had a game where someone tried to hard counter pick me um, I I picked Yone blind, and they tried to counterpick me Pantheon, and they just... I think I knew more about that matchup than they did, so they thought they could just, what, empower W onto me and win the trade every time, but they just didn't really understand, like, what makes me weak against Pantheon, I think. So I think that's where a lot of the advantages I'm seeing coming in, and it's making at least the climb pretty decent right now. I think I'm almost gold one. I'm, like, gold two, like, 70 or 80 LP. Um, so, yeah. For the record, I'm looking it up, and that game that you're talking about, this uh, the person who played Pantheon is a Zillion main, so not okay. Pantheon main. <laughs> that that would make a little bit more sense, and so this goes to show it's you shouldn't always 
play counter pick champions. Um, just pick what you're good at. I'm pretty sure his zillion would have been more compa- like competitive than his pantheon, but that pantheon just wasn't it. Yeah, zillion swain is what this person plays. And then when they play top, it's Orn or Cho'Gath. So very different champions than Pantheon. Yeah. Okay. Cool. How's uh, how's everything outside of league going? Everything going well personally? Yeah. Things are good. Uh, same old, same old. Nice. Cool. Your face is healed too. We're happy to see that. It has. Yeah. So my mouth. What was it? The I forgot what we called it before. <laughs> <laughs> but that little crease in your lip is uh, pretty much all healed now. So, yeah, I uh, my face is pretty much all recovered from me falling. So you're talking nice. about your, uh, your comma sure is healed. Yeah. That's what that was. <laughs> Look at that. The dentist knowledge <laughs> yeah. coming. The, the, the karma sure. <laughs> comma sure. Yeah. How, uh, how do you, John, how do you spell that? You did, but I immediately forgot it. Yeah, C-O-M-M-I-S-S-U-R. C O M M I S S U R E. Uh, I'm getting something in the brain here. I'm getting a band of nerve tissue connecting the hemispheres of the brain, the two and two spi- sides of the spinal cord. I was just curious to like look it up and see the anatomical stuff. I'm probably doing something wrong here. Whatever, but um, you gotta be more specific. Cool. Okay. Eric. Okay. Because it did, yeah. Different yeah, that's fair. It did say no, the first one was a, a joining of the uh, so just like just two a, nerd yeah. things of lips. There we go. The labial commissure of the mouth. Uh, it's the corner of the mouth where the vermilion border of the superior labium meets the inferior labium, so the upper lip to the lower lip. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Maybe I'll remember it this time now. <laughs> you're all edu- educated now. <laughs> I did. I'm so refined. John, how are you doing? Doing good. Cool. How's uh has rank been? Have you finished any of your promos yet? Uh no, not on my Or not main. promos, placements. Not Sorry. on my uh main. I trying to get my uh smurf to to plat so I can kind of have like two accounts that are near each other. But, uh, sure. But yeah, I mean, I've been playing some ADC. Caitlyn feels really good. I've been playing a good bit of Caitlyn. Um, Varus. I'm playing a little bit of Varus. Feels really good as well. Um, but yeah. And then a little bit of Jungle, too. I've been actually playing a lot more Graves. <clears throat> and that's been going really well. So, I mean, Solid. I'm just steadily climbing on that, that account, but... I'll have to finish up out my placements on my main. Yeah, you are five and zero right now. It looks like. Yep. Damn, a one oh seven on Twitch. That is, I'm like just looking at the the U.GG scores of some of these games here. He is killing it. It is wild. I'll put it up on the screen here. Uh, yeah, Twitch is pretty pretty good too, especially when you have Lulu. One game of Tristana. I assume Twitch was banned, or maybe it made more sense. Yeah, I mean, I I just like Trist. I think Trist is really. Oh, good you were too. duoing for four of those yeah. games. Yeah, so I played with that. So the second game, the first game was a different Lulu. The second game, 
I played with that other Lulu and it went well. So they wanted to do it with me afterward. So I just kept playing with them. Nice. I was thinking you knew this person coming in. I'm surprised they let you duo when it's the first placements games. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that game went well, so I mean, they just from request to me after. Nice. But, cool. Yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying ABC. I mean, the ABC changes feel nice. It feels like when you're like already really ahead, it feels even better. Like it snowball bot lane feels pretty pretty snowbally. So, have you noticed the mana changes? Uh, do they? Yeah. Do you feel them? Yeah, definitely on Caitlyn. Like I can, like before on Caitlyn early, you you full combo, you're just out of mana, or like pretty close. Right. Cool. Okay. Same with Twitch. Interesting. I mean, did Twitch get any changes though? Yeah, he got the. Uh, I think some mana. Something to do with the mana, and then also he, they had the buff to Bork for ranged. Right, they did. So, I mean, that's super good for him. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm glad the climb's going well so far, and hopefully uh, it continues to go that way. Mine has been uh, quite well, so, quite good so far. Um, I did fail my first promotional series into Plat. Uh, I learned that Trundle is not good right now, or doesn't feel good, because I pulled him out against, uh, was facing Udyr and a Draven as well, and a Garen, so I was like, okay, this, fine, this calls for Trundle. Um, but I played okay. The Iceborne Gauntlet doesn't feel very good on him. Don't do any damage, which is very much needed against when I... Our team had Singed and Ziggs and Lethality Varus. He picked Varus, and I thought he was going on hit, so Trundle would have been better. But had I known he was going Lethality, I would have gone either a different build or just something different altogether. So, yeah. But um, I'll probably win. I'll get back into series probably this weekend and then go back up. Um, so, yeah. How and then? How did you oh, feel about the the three games for promos? Thoughts? So, I didn't. Uh, I didn't love. Um, I didn't love it. But then again, if I lost two in a row, how likely was it that I was gonna win the next three in a row? Really unlikely. So I didn't even get to live in that space where it would have made a difference. Mm. Probably. Um, had I gone one and one and then lost, I would have been a little more salty about it. But this is only my first chance seeing it, so we'll see how it happens. Like for me battling to get back up to plat. Got it. Um, I guess I'll, we'll I'll keep uh, I'll keep posted on it because you'll hit it too. You're almost a gold one as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. Uh, I don't actually. Does it work for plat if you drop out of promos and get back in? Do you automatically get a free win still? That's my understanding. Okay. So I guess we'll see how that affects. Because that I feel like that's a pretty heavy swing, right? Having the single win already for a best of three in order to promote. Yeah, that would, yeah, that would be fantastic. Because then it's just a you need to win one of the next two games. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, that's it. I I think so for sure. I'm I, I wish they would have done it where if your MMR was higher than where you are, you get an automatic free win in the promos because then I would have gotten one. I probably I was still would have lost because I would have gotten one and two anyways. But that just seems like something that would be nice to add in. But when I lost my promos O2, I did not end up with 75 LP. I was at 78 probably because my MMR is much higher. But uh, yeah, it wasn't small difference because next game i was uh getting like 30 or so i think um oh, i guess not maybe only like 15 or something but um i should get back in in one to two games for promos so i'm not super worried but uh yeah hopefully my man jarvin gets the buff that they're toying with because he's my, so far my best champion granted i've only played 16 games or 14 games so it's not a huge sample size but yeah um cool well um yeah outside of uh outside of league everything's going well with me uh just been trying to survive up here in the frigid arctic it's been super cold this week uh today's been the warmest of the last couple days but Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, all days like in the morning where if at like 8 a.m. or so, if someone goes out, if like when I'm going out to my car, it's negative five, negative six degrees. Um, so really cold. And I don't have a remote starter, so I can't sit in my apartment, uh, sit out, sit in my house and then just like point the remote starter and start to heat up the car. But no, so I just got to sit there and freeze. And then um, I had to put air in my tires too, because it's so cold that my tires were depressed. So yesterday I drove around to five different gas stations trying to find air. I hit one gas station, which didn't have air at all. There was two of them where they were out of order. Um, and then two of them were had like a two to three car deep line. So I was like, fuck it, I'll do it in the morning. So I did it this morning. I got up early, went over, filled up my tires, uh, and then filled up gas as well. And then a few minutes later after I was driving, I could start to feel my fingers again. But yeah, um, it's pretty cold right here. But today it's got, it got warmer. It got up to 20 degrees. So I'm actually feeling pretty good. So yeah. But what's the, what's the weather like for you, man? You're in California. Yeah, it's a it's a little cold here. Uh, I think uh, in the morning when I was driving, it was like forty eight degrees or something. Um, okay, and then that's during, colder than I was expected. Yeah, during the day it's like sixty two ish, sixty three. Yeah, cold. Yeah, that is pretty cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Okay. Um, Cool. Well, guys, let's talk about uh, let's talk about league generally because we're as we said we're waiting for patch notes and stuff. But let's talk uh, state of the meta and then some interesting lots of like shakeup of different junglers and supports and then mid lane and like things are all over the place. So um, I don't know where do we want to start. Do we want to? I mean, John, you threw out a whole bunch of these points here. Which one do you want to take first? Uh, I mean, have y'all played any ADC or? Since the changes? I've played a little bit, yes. What do you think? I've played a couple games. Um, so I think... I do think that the mana management, I notice it. Uh, and passively, just when I'm playing in games and other people are playing ADC, I'm not noticing the out-of-mana as often or it being as much of an issue. 
Uh, and I'm sure that's not a function of every one of my games managing their mana, but managing their mana better. That's not happening. It's that uh, it's giving more wiggle room and more spell rotations and such, like you were talking about a little earlier with Caitlyn. So that's been noticeable. Um, it's also been... I've seen a lot of weird supports recently, too, because the support pool is really, really... I think it's the widest of any position right now. Uh, I mean, for example, I we played against... The other day, John, we played against a Silas support, and that was... He was pretty decent. Uh, late game, he got just blown up, and it wasn't that helpful. But early on, he was clapping. It was strong. But then there's still, you know, your traditional supports can still be played, although a lot of them need help, which will be coming next patch, hopefully. Um, and then you have other all sorts of stuff that you can... You have, uh, I mean, people... I play Jarvan down there. People play... I've seen a Nico support not that long ago. I played against a Belveth support in ranked in my first game i was like what is this season giving me if the first game was against a belveth support um and then uh you know you still get the the lulus and the namis and then every once in a while a soraka and you want to pull your hair out but um i think adc is feeling better it does feel a little stronger as well because of the item changes um it allows you to snowball faster is what I'm seeing. Yesterday in Community Night, we played a game against, uh, and their bot lane got rolling. So Tristana had Kraken Slayer IE before our bot laner had a Mythic. Um, it's just he that Tristana managed to get rolling due to fault of many of us. And it was nasty. Normally, that would have had to have been Phantom Dancer or Bloodthirster or... Uh, I don't know, some other non-IE item. So he wouldn't be, Tristana wouldn't be hitting as hard, but the Trist was absolutely blowing us up, literally with the bomb, and it was nasty to see. So there, it, the role feels more powerful overall, but not crazily so, where we've totally shifted in metas. And we'll see if that plays out in pro play. I suspect that there will be a little, there will be some changes, um... Yeah, that's that's kind of my read on it. Does that does that sync with what you guys are seeing? Does that sync with what you're seeing, John? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, I just think that uh, there's a lot of like interesting builds now too that are really good on people. Like for example, uh, like on Kaisa, you can go Nabari second. It's very good on her. It does so much in or IE. Same as what you were talking about with Triss, where you can go Kraken, Nabori, or Kraken IE. And then uh, on Caitlyn, I guess specifically too, like when you're like really ahead on Kate, you can just buy a BF sword and a pickaxe on your like two like first buys, and then go Berserk or Greaves, and then finish IE, and then just do the double crit click, and you get the, uh, the passive. And then you just build your mid. Oh, right, because of the, yeah. I mean, oh, that's damn. only like when you're like super ahead, but I've seen that a few times. And also people... Or if you happen to go back with 800 a couple times and it's an awkward number to be able to buy anything. Yeah. Or 600, sorry, Cloak Fragility. Yeah, if you get the Cloak, I think it's like, you have like 1,700. So you have the Cloak to get your Mythic. Once you have the, the pickaxe already. 
yeah, I mean, also, I agree, seeing, like, weird stuff in bot lane, everything really imaginable, a lot of Heimerdinger. Yeah, I haven't had to face Heimerdinger at all. I know that it's popular and it's all over the place, but I haven't had to face it. You see even Karthus in bot lane? Yeah. Dang. I, I mean, I've I've seen it before. I haven't seen it at all recently. Bomo, have you been seeing any of this weird stuff going on in bot? No, I haven't. I haven't seen, like, weird champion picks, but I feel like ADCs have a little more agency now. It seems like they are coming online sooner. Um, so from, like, a midline perspective, a lot of the... A lot of the games aren't dictated by, like, early kills. I feel like before, if you get dove twice under turret and your bot lane is, like, 0-2 or 0-4 total, then it seems kind of over. But I think having easier... Well, being able to get the IE as a second item, I think, is a huge benefit for, like, Caitlyn and Twitch, who have kind of... When they fall behind early, then they're pretty useless, right? But now with with the with the changes that you can get IE sooner, then it doesn't feel like they're worthless anymore. Even though they're behind, they can still get damage out, and so it definitely feels like they're able to hang in there a little bit more. Kind of like uh, mid and top mid and top laners who are kind of behind, but they're still able to contribute. You know, um, where before I feel like if an ADC was behind, then. <laughs> They're just a walking sack of gold at that point. Um, but now it doesn't feel yeah. like that anymore. Yeah, and also... It's I, like... I, de I, was, I was just going to say, sorry, I definitely agree with your walking sack of gold. That's a fantastic analogy. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, John. The other nice thing is you can just go regular, like, Gale Force and IE as Caitlyn or whoever, if you're going Gale Force. And it's, I mean, that feels really good as well. So I think overall the chance... Like, and then so one other... Um, I guess change that I think it was that change specifically was insane for is Ezreal because uh, I think Essence Reaver Navori feels insane on him. So Essence Reaver Navori Kraken is the build you're talking about? Or yeah, just whatever mythic you need. Yeah, Gale Force Kraken. Right, as opposed to going then you know the the more castery style with uh, Sunder. Yeah, but it makes your uh, your cooldowns just so low, and your damage is already... I don't know, Navari does get a bit of damage as well, and it gives you a ton of ability haste, which Ezreal likes, so... And then you get even more from like his passive and then the Navari passive, so... I mean, you just permanently get your your abilities, which is always nice on him. You definitely have your abilities permanently. It's it's wild. Yeah. Uh, I I when I saw, I saw it uh, being played around. I think I watched a mid beast video where he was covering someone doing it, and it was crazy to see how fast your. I mean, it's you fire the Q. It's basically Earth style with the Q. Constantly up, which is wild to me. Um, that seems like they might have to make an adjustment for that build specifically, but also, then again, if you're playing that build style on Ezreal, if you're not ahead, then you're. it's a very risk-reward style for him. You need to make sure that you're able to push the your lead, otherwise you're not going to do 
anything at all. Like I played it a couple times and one time it worked well and the other time, granted I'm not an Ezreal aficionado, but the other time I played it, it was disastrous. Even once I still had my, you know, the core three items, it still did not work well at all because, because I was too far behind relative to others or there were champions that could immediately like if I got into range of them, just insane, just blow me up instantly like a Vigor or a Silas, I think was in those games or something like that. Yeah, I guess the other him and then Varus also feels really good. I think also just because he has a lot of different viable builds for different situations. Like you can go AP, you can go Lethality is good on him right now. On hits, okay. On hit has the highest win rate, actually. I feel like they just built the most, too. Sure, it does have, uh, if I'm looking, in number of matches. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to tell. Lethality doesn't have any immediate stats when I'm looking on the U.GG here, but um, let's see, pick rate, 52% of the time people are going shield bow for a first item. And then it's Ghost Blade. Not Duskblade, Ghostblade is the second most popular. And then Eclipse, and then, oh my god, it's Duskblade is all the way down at 3% of the games. I guess you would be going Eclipse with him. Not once they change Eclipse, though. I don't think Eclipse would be the one you'd go after uh, then anymore. Uh, I mean, but I think it, could, it would still be decent, because he just gets so much attack speed for free that it doesn't even matter. Yeah, but why not go for Duskblade then, or just go full-on damage and go Prowler's Claw? I mean, I guess it just really depends. I don't know. Cause I, I feel it does like depend the on the game situation. Nice, like, in lane for Eclipse. But the Prowler's sure, really for the... impressive in lane, too. Yeah, Prowler's Claw definitely with the... It, it also, like, you... Yeah, you can do some really creative stuff with ranged characters that don't want to be up close but go Prowler's Claw. If for some reason they, the enemy team happens to get on top of you, you can avoid stuff by Prowler's Clawing through someone. Or it's I I do that on I build Prowler's Claw in Ezreal sometimes, and it's really funny to like E in and Prowler's Claw through them and and auto them and shit and throw Qs as well, but. Um, that wasn't a very good description at all, but it's actually really fun to play. Probably was Claw, Ezreal, and I would highly recommend people try it out. Just at least for at least for shits and giggles. Yeah. But, also, the AP Varus actually bot has a good win rate. Like the, um, I mean, obviously into the right situation, but Nasher's Riftmaker. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, I'm always surprised how strong AP Varus is. Uh, it's it's kind of nuts because you're built. I mean, obviously Nashers makes sense because he could he could use that and then go on hit or something like that. It does a lot of damage. Okay, cool. But then when you're building like Riftmaker, he I don't know what it is, but for some reason my brain doesn't compute that this character can if they hit their R on me, I'm dead. I'm just dead, and there's nothing I can do about it unless I'm. You know, like a full MR tank, like building full magic resist Galio or something crazy. 
Yeah, I feel like you look at the death recap against Varus, and it's always like his R does twelve hundred damage to you, <laughs> and then it's just like one auto Q does like eight hundred damage. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, because the and it's always the enhanced W as well, which is doing like fifteen or twenty percent of your max health as well on the damage. Just boom, gone instantly. Fucking nuts. Bomo, why don't you mix in AP Varus into your champ pool? Uh, I'm just sticking with my two right now. Um, I think... So for me, I'm actually having probably the most fun in League right now with my two champions. Um, I'm at the point where... I, I enjoy matchups a lot. I don't know if that's making any sense, but <clears throat> I've gotten to the point where I played Diana and Yon so much that the fun for me is now how that champion interacts with the enemy laner and specific things. So um I, I, I VOD review all my games too and I take notes of all my games. Um and so the notes I guess it's almost like studying almost, right? Where you're you're studying for a test or an exam. Um, and my homework is doing my VOD reviews and seeing stuff I didn't see in the moment. Um, I don't know if, if it's... if Probably it's pretty similar to a lot of people where in-game, right? You're, you're in a certain like state of mind when you're playing. And you, you, you're, your thoughts about how to play that specific moment is swayed by probably what has happened in the game. And so you don't really have a, a full picture, right, of how that game ought to be played. Um, so for me, it's getting to the point now where I, I'm recognizing things in prior games um, and using that in the current game. And I, don't, I guess I don't have to think. It's becoming very uh, second nature to me. Um, so I'm I'm getting like some crazy outplays and like positionings just because of not having to think about what I'm going to do essentially. It kind of just like happens, and so <clears throat> I think I think that's it's it's actually getting super fun for me to play League again. Um, I think this is probably the most fun I've had playing League. Um, and it's really weird too because I used to get bored of champions pretty quickly, but I think I was just confusing boredom with like the honeymoon phase of playing a new champion. You know, where you, you you're starting a new champion, you're kind of learning its abilities, and then you just don't perform on it, right? Because <laughs> it's like you 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 don't actually know how to play the champion. You're just learning what it does, and the the hard part is actually understanding how that champion interacts with all the other champions and that's where I, you would use to drop a lot of champions like oh i played like 10-ish games on a champion i know how to play it and then i just start losing and it's like oh this isn't fun anymore but i've kind of gotten over that hurdle with these two champions and so i'm actually i'm actually fine not picking up a new champion now um i think i might pick up a new one in plat but i think these two i'm just having way too much fun just playing these two champions honestly and so I don't find a need to to bring in another champion right now, um, and I I think I want to want to wait a little bit too until I see 
with all these item changes and shifts, um, I I personally think Roa and Tier are really good on Mage Champions, and so I'm thinking about picking up those types of champions. But uh, to your point, <laughs> I did play a lot of Varus when I played ADC, so maybe AP Varus is the tech, but um, a lot of his damage is pretty much around his ultimate and his W, so you get a lot of the burst damage because of the blight stacks right and you can stack that with your ultimate and then you can restack it um with halo blades or auto attacks essentially um so that maybe but it feels it feels kind of weird just being completely reliant on having your ultimate as the only way to really kill people on ap bears Udyr mid, uh, maybe we'll see. Yeah, I, demonic is really strong right now too. I think people should be playing demonic champions. I've been banning Malkai and Zac in every game I've played because I think they're just way over tuned right now, and so demonic is playing a part. And I actually like <laughs> demonic on Diana too. I've been going some weird builds um, and trying out weird things right now at the start of the season with Diana and Yone. Like I've been talking about the the Rift Maker Yone build and. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, um, and so I've been looking at weird like demonic serif type builds on Diana. So we'll, we'll we'll have to see, but the experimentation has been actually really fun too with these two champions, just with what I think are pretty strong items in the game. Okay, respect. I mean, I I was more just uh, recommending Varus just to cause trouble, but very good answer there. Maybe in flex queue. <laughs> Play some AP AP, sure. AP AP Varus and Flex. You said you were gonna get a third pick once you got back into Plat, maybe. I think so. Um, just so I can have, I think I need a range champion in my pool for sure. Um, I don't know what range champion it would be. Um, I'm thinking. <laughs> well, he's not really a range champion. I already played two melee champions, and so I feel like there had there's like times where range is probably better because i think both my champions play very similarly um they want to get onto the back line and disrupt the back line they don't really want to deal with the front line um and so i i i think having a different play style might be better for me instead of just being so one-dimensional with how i play um my champion so that's why i'm thinking about like a a range champion um I played them a decent amount in my competitive games. Well, imagine having package in your <laughs> at every objective as a rumble. <laughs> I guess so, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Build, we'll have to see. The night harvester build on him mm -hmm. just it does an absurd amount of damage. Onto, like, I think when I was all the squishies and stuff. When I was getting back into League, I actually played Rumble mid pretty decently. So my three champions when I was coming back into playing like ranked again, season nine, I think, I was playing Echo, Diana, and Rumble mid. And I was actually a big fan of like uh, the Proto Belt on Rumble. So maybe maybe I might try out. It's pretty good, yeah. I like uh, Proto Belt yeah. too. I, I got to save all these picks for flex now and then just play them in flex and see how I feel about them. Well, I looked at the stats, and Rumble has a 51.5% win rate in mid with a 1.5% pick rate. So, but I do think a, a mistake that... Yeah, Night Harvester. Demonic, right? the, I think a, 
Uh, I don't know. Night Harvester, see. Nope. Night. Night Harvester, Shadow Flame, either. I mean, this is the. It's Night Harvester, Shadow Flame, either Death Cap or Hourglass, and then I mean, typical like LeBlanc style mage items are there, what it's recommending. I feel like Demonic but, is actually so much better second because Night Harvester gives you three hundred health too. Let me see about uh. Yeah. Um. Night Harvest or Demonic first is forty nine percent win rate overall. Demonic second goes up to fifty two point nine, which is it's basically the highest. Except if you're flip flopping, um, Demonic and Night Harvester order wise. So why not go? Uh, why not go Riftmaker on him? I feel like the other items are just so much better. I think you have to like actually be more in combat, right? With with Riftmaker, so do you have to be in combat, or do you just have to be damaging enemies to start it? Yeah, to start stacking it, right? It stacks over like each, a certain amount of time. For each second, damaging enemy champions deal bonus damage at max strength. The bonus damage is dealt as true damage instead. Basically, you just need to... It's over three seconds, though. So, if you take any source of damage, three seconds later, it's procced and ready to go. So, yeah, I mean, it's probably... Maybe? Now that, I mean, he's a bit too bursty, potentially, for it. Mm -hmm. The main champion that I think doesn't build it, that needs to build it, is Swain. Swain is a Riftmaker user. I don't mm. like these non-Riftmaker builds on Swain. You don't like Leandris? I feel like Leandris is pretty good. The burn? You don't it like is... the burn? I, I like the burn. I also like Riftmaker. Go Demonic, then, afterwards. Yeah. I, I was... So... I, I, I like, really want to play some, like, really weird item setups. I want to go, like, a Riftmaker, uh, Abyssal Mask, Demonic-type builds on Champions for some reason all the time. Um, I feel like that could fit slot in pretty well. Um, I was actually just looking at the Riftmaker details, and I know Rumble's kid is somewhat bursty, but he does a lot of auto-attack damage um, with his uh, overheat, right? So yep. <laughs> what if we went, like, Lethal Tempo... Um, rumble, no. and you max overheat with Riftmaker, and you just start hitting. <laughs> you just start hitting people. Do you think that would be good? I think it'd be funny. Yeah. I don't think it'd be good just because you need. That's such a small amount of time of your overall kit. Plus you get the attack that... speed like inherently from mm. your uh, like. So then conquer. Silenced. Yeah, I mean conquer. Would you go conquer, conquer is okay. Yeah. Conquer's, you can't go conquer. I feel like that's sometimes mm. pretty the good. The main. The main rune is Comet, though. But that's really for laning, though, right? It's not so much... I, I'm, I'm trying to think more of, like, scrapping and, like, skirmish orientation. I mean, I think then Night take Grasp. So grasp? Because, it, I, I mean, it gives you... So, I guess, Eric, to your question about Riftmaker, I mean, like, Riftmaker, people do go it on him. The sample size looks pretty small, though, like, comparatively to... Yeah. And I, I feel like the reason being because, uh, like, not, both Night Harvester and Rocket Belt give you 90 AP. And, like, on him, you just, like, want that raw AP. And then not only that, both give you ability, haste, and health. And I feel like on Rumble, you want to build Pen or, uh, and, like, ability, haste. So, 
I don't know. I feel like he doesn't get as much value from the Omni Vamp too on Rivmaker, but I don't know. If you feel like you're gonna be like fighting a lot, like and have like other burn stuff to keep the, the passive going maybe. But I don't know. I like just the super bursty because then it then it gets to the point where you just can ult and do like three people on their team, half their health or more. And then it's easy to finish someone off with, with like Night Harvester or Proto Belt. If they get caught, especially. Because I, I don't know. I just I feel like the Bursty just feels better. It's probably better for sure. Um, yeah, maybe mix in Rumble. But he's not a ranged champion. That's what we'll have for our next question of the week is since we just posted... Oh, actually, we posted one, and I should probably announce it. I'll do it at the end of the episode. But that'll be what our next one is. What do uh, what ranged champion should Bomo add to his champ pool? <laughs> Bonus one, if you want to write in. Go ahead and answer. Uh, we'll see. And maybe he'll pick up the most popular one. I will also donate $25 worth of RP if I end up choosing your champion for this season. Throw Ooh, some stake in it. Okay. Okay. So what constitutes choosing? Because I'm sure you're going to try out multiple of these. So like how long into this, how many games do you have to play? Like what's the threshold are we saying here? Uh, let's, let's say I'd have to play at least 20 solo queue games this year. So including both splits, if I get at least 20 solo queue games, then I think it's at a point where that's I've picked that up. Because I think okay. a lot of these champions I would play in flex, not really solo queue. And then maybe, yeah. depending on how I feel, I might play a couple games here and there in solo queue. But if I really stick with it, then it'll be like 20 plus games, I feel like. Okay, cool. So if you're... Uh, yeah, go ahead and submit some... Uh, Submit your suggestions on who he should add. Criteria must be a ranged champion only. That's the only criteria. Um, so, yeah. Go ahead and let us know about that. Um, what else do we want to talk about, gents? Uh, some of the... I mean, what about... How's, have you guys been watching Pro Play at all? I have. Okay. Not, Which not LCS. Have you been not LCS. Good. Because the time is not working for me. And I don't want to bother watching the VODs when I get home because it's not worth it to watch the VODs. The only VODs I watch are LPL and LCK. <laughs> yep, agreed. Do you watch the highlights at all even though? Sometimes I watch LCS highlights. Like, you know, it's like 30 minutes. Oh, and I don't even watch highlights. Happens. I just read the post-match thread on Reddit and I was like, oh, okay. And then that's it. <laughs> gotcha. John, have you been watching any pro? Uh, not a whole lot. A little bit of LCK. That's where I saw the uh, the Caitlyn support. Yep, I watched that game too. And uh, and did you guys see what happened on? I think it's Saturday our time. The the what carrier pulled out this time? No. Was it the Callista? It was the Callista support. Callista support. Yeah. So. Right, that's... Uh, <laughs> Did you hear their reasoning so, of why they're picking these support champions? No, I didn't. So I have my ideas, but what they say? They think uh, Hail of Blades paired with Serrated Dirk is too strong. And with these 80 champions, they built Serrated Dirk into uh, Umbral. Umbral Glaive. And so they think that combination is just way too strong to not be playing 80 carry supports. 
because of the mixture of the the lethality on top of the 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 large amount of vision control they get. That makes sense. Callista is a better candidate than Caitlyn for that because she also has the thralls. Um, and then if you guys haven't seen the, I mean, I would encourage everyone at least go watch the highlights of that game. It was game three against, um, oh, what did Damon change her name to? D plus Kia and uh, versus T1. And then up, on, on top of all the other stuff that Callista offers relative to Caitlyn, Callista paired with Draven and then, because they picked Draven into it. And in the last team fight, Draven got CC'd. So, Caria ulted and then threw Draven right into the enemy team for a three-man knockup as well. <laughs> like, sacrifice Guma to the Wolves. I mean, he still had a bunch of health, no, so he got a kill. But he chose like, that. Sacrificed him. Right? So, if, oh, you, get, if, you, get oh, pulled right. By, if you get pulled by Callista, you can choose to go back in because you choose where to, to to come back. And so, uh, I, I think Guma chose to, to three-man knock them all up, but they comboed it well with... Uh, who was who was? It was the Azir wall, wasn't Azir, it? it was yeah, wall? yeah. It was like a com- It was like a huge wombo combo, like from getting caught out to just turning the fight and turning to a huge like counter, like engage. It was crazy. It was wild. John, you should go watch the highlights if you haven't yeah, seen it. I'll, I'll go watch them. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I mean, what did you think of John? What did you think of Caitlyn? Like, did you think that it? I mean, it's obviously interesting. Do you think it was any good? I mean, I, like, I think they won lanes that, that game, and they won the game. I mean, I, like, if you're good at it, I mean, she can be so annoying. I mean, she can just auto them constantly, and then put the traps in the bush. You can get good bush control with the traps. I mean, she just has pretty good AD scaling, so it's like, I mean, she just does a lot of damage. And I think she's just good right yeah. now, too. Like, she's just strong. So, I feel like that could be part of it, too. She is pretty strong, in general. And she doesn't have hardly any bad matchups. They also played it into... I want to say that they either played it into Zeri Lulu or Zeri Yumi. I'm not sure. That's what they did both times with these lethalities. They played it into Zeri plus X. It was either... Yumi or Lulu as well. So if you weren't going to win lane before against that combination, you're definitely going to now with a Callista or a uh, or a Caitlyn with Lethality and Halo Blades. And then Carrie has been doing this thing too that I've seen, which I haven't seen it on any other supports in LCK or anyone do it in LEC as well. Um, or you take Barrier and then like basically immediately you just trade hard and pop your barrier to nullify their trade at the very beginning because barrier has a low cooldown so you're giving yourself 200 extra health for them to to try and like trade back but oh sorry you can't trade back into my extra health and yeah this will take a couple minutes for it to be back up but sorry we have lane control now eat shit that's basically what it did yeah on top of hail of blades too i you're just getting so many auto attacks out it's it's kind of insane um the amount of damage level one with barrier and you don't take anything back. And at that point, yeah, what is it like a, a minute and like, no, two minutes and 30 seconds. I think that's the barrier timer. I'm is not sure. Three minutes. Look. Is it under 180 or 150 seconds? But I will look being able to just chunk them out for like 400 HP level one is huge for the laning phase. 
Barrier is a 3-minute cooldown, and level 1, it's 105 shield. It scales up to be 411. Mm-hmm. That's that's a single pot, right? 105? Like uh, instantaneously? I think so. I think so. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of health. health. Let me see what the uh, consumables are. Health potion is... Oh, uh, health potion gives you 120. Yeah. Okay. So it's so pretty. It's, yeah. yeah. It's Level pretty, one. Pretty fucking good. Yeah. It's essentially a, a effectively a free health pot after level two or something, every three minutes. So. <laughs> pretty yeah, good for the lane. No mana cost. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's it's wild. And then if there's later on, it just offers more survivability as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's better on. I think it would be better on Callista than Caitlyn, but yeah. yeah. And it's instantaneous too. I think that's the biggest thing. It's not health over time. So the instantaneous health is is a is a lot more stronger than a health potion too. I think. Yeah. Ooh, I'm just looking on the uh, totally unrelated to what we're talking about. Sorry. Um, it is much stronger because it is instant for sure. But on the consumable item page of the LOL wiki, oh, on the over 2010 the Halloween uh event, the harrowing, the consumables had their icons changed and their names changed. So elixirs were candies, but then health potion was changed to candy corn, and it was a candy corn icon. And mana potions back when those existed were mana encrusted apples, as well. Very, very, very cool. Also, oh, there was a glitch where you could use your consumables on another player and it still would work on yourself. Oh my god. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's actually wild. Just a drive-by healing for my mid laner. It's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Oh my god. If that was in the game now, that would get patched out so fast. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, like... When League first started, did you guys play when Gangplank was re- before he was reworked? Um, not this recent yes. rework, but before that. So he had a, a ability called Morale, right? And you literally sacrifice one of your minions to give yourself, like, a, I think, boosted attack damage or boosted attack speed. So literally, the what you do at the start of the game is you morale a minion right when the wave spawns, and you walk up with it, and you morale it again. And that denied two minions at the first wave. It was... It was kind of insane because you honestly get push. Well, I mean, people didn't know about wave control back then, but the theory behind it is, right, you're getting pushed into and you're denying your enemy opponent lane experience by just killing your own minions. I'm looking to see exactly, because I remember the morale as well. Um, I'm That was such a wild thing. I mean, that's very Dota-esque where you could uh, kill your own... You could kill your own minions. You can in Dota. Oh, I can't find original Gangplank. Uh, I'm trying to find the wiki for him. But there isn't a page for him specifically. But yeah, the morale. I remember that. He was so good in uh, Earth. Oh my god, when they first released Earth, you could spam E every second. And yes, you would murder your wave and such, but you would constantly have an extra like 40 AD and attack speed. It was absurd.
Oh, I'm also reading. Sorry, and then we'll get back on. This has been very tangential, and I apologize for that overall. But one of the scrapped spells tested during Gangplank's rework updated a summon update summoned a pirate Gundam. Don't know what that actually is. It's a it's a Japanese giant uh, robot. Um, that fired mid-range cannonballs from its arm and attacked with a mini version of Malphite's ult. Oh my god. That's wild. So it would he would summon it, probably for his ultimate. It would be a mini Malphite ult, and then it would shoot cannonballs at people. That sounds so that, OP. It does. <laughs> sounds so fun. Yeah, holy Christ. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, I mean, but we'd love to hear your thoughts. Last episode, uh, we, John and I talked pretty heavily about how we hate how ability haste is everywhere. Um, and it's, you don't have to sacrifice much for it. And if you want to hear the full discussion, you can go listen to 794. But um, just wanted to see, you know, what your thoughts are on the state of ability haste right now in the game. Uh, and I guess specifically how that relates to your champions as well. I guess just overall, like what are your, what are your thoughts on ability haste in league right now? Uh, I, I think it's pretty strong right now, but only for champions that don't use mana. So with, I guess with the current changes to ADC mana, you have a little bit more mana, but, it almost feels like nowadays uh, you don't really have to worry about going oom, it feels like. Junglers, I feel like I never oom never. <laughs> at all. Um, but I guess that's a mechanic of the jungle. And like Aatrox is a menace, especially with ability haste too. Like if all of his rotations are based on how much CDR or ability haste he has, then there's no like there's really no downside of of spamming abilities on him right so i guess i'm trying to articulate how you should be punished for not hitting your abilities right i i think that's how skill shots should work in the game um you're you're trading mana on mana champions, you're trading mana for their HP, um, and it's 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 a game of balancing resources. And so, if one resource is non-existent for a champion, then uh, there's no downside to misplaying. So, I guess in in the perspective of Diana, all of Diana's mid lane play is based around hitting Qs. Um, so you can use Q to push the wave or thin the wave as well as get poke damage on enemy champions. And so she goes electrocute a lot of times. I'm a big fan of phase rush and uh, um, I've been trying out a little bit of conquer in the mid lane. But generally her most taken rune is electrocute. And I think what people misunderstand is, oh, electrocute is up. I have to proc it. But a lot of, a lot of the way that she plays is... You want to first poke them down, um, and that takes a lot of mana from her. Um, and so 
what you want to do is hit your Qs, use mana, and then when you're close to being Oom, like one or two spell rotations, and you're close to Oom, then you should have chipped them down enough where you're able to do a decent amount of damage to them with an Electrocute proc and um, Eing onto them after hitting a Q. So that's kind of the, maybe the bias from my side is, if I'm not hitting Qs, I'm going Oom, and I'm not going to be able to kill them or do anything significant in lane because I haven't been hitting my ability. So that's kind of the the aspect of if you play poorly, you will do poorly. But like something like an Aatrox, he can miss all of his Qs, but, but the more ability haste he has, it doesn't matter because he can just keep spamming Qs over and over again. So you can do your job of dodging the Qs, but the one time he lands all three is... It does a lot of damage, and it feels un, almost unfair, I guess, in a way where he, you did your part of dodging all of his abilities, like two, three spell rotations worth of dodging, um, but he's not really punished for it, essentially. So I guess, I guess I'm trying to say it's too strong on champions that don't use resources. Yeah, uh... And I guess to, to throw a few more in there, um, these wouldn't be champions that use their health as a resource, like a Mundo, like a Vladimir. Exactly, um, yeah. Or Zack. Those are champions that use their health as a resource. Mm -hmm. But then there's other champions that don't that are completely resourceless. We're looking at Kled, Set, uh, I mean, Aatrox you brought up as well. Katarina is resource. I mean, there's there's quite a few. Garen is resourceless. Mm -hmm. um, and... So a lot of those spells, I will say, from those characters, champions, you're not necessarily just using them on repeat. I mean, Aatrox, you are. Not many of those other ones that are resources are you really using them on on off cooldown just because of the way that the abilities function and your mm -hmm. effective range and such. But there, I do. This is something that we didn't even bring up last week, and I do appreciate it. You uh, bringing it up that there is really no other than them oh now my ability is on cooldown there is no downside to katarina not having her q you know if she uses it and it doesn't bounce in the right spot whatever it's not a big deal or garen pressing w and not nullifying damage ideally not a big deal at all um whereas if you're playing kasanti yes he has low mana cost but he if he has to use his e and block some and he uses it poorly uh, block some damage, then he still has an issue of um, he still has the issue of he loses the mana for it, so there is the mm -hmm. trade-off. And I do agree with you that it is pretty hard, you have to be overusing your abilities a lot of the time in champ on champions to go out of mana. Mm -hmm. um, except for 80 carries before this change, but even so now still some of them didn't get mana changes um some supports still suffer from major mana issues that aren't a major part of their kit like blitzcrank suffers from major mana issues but he should because his q is arguably the best q ability in the game it's arguably the best basic ability in the game mm -hmm. so of course he should suffer suffer from mana issues um but yeah. there's others that don't and such. And so strictly from a mid lane perspective, um, there are specific champions that you want them to use um, abilities to burn a lot of mana. So like Azir and Corky, 
um, you want to engage on them or have your jungler gank them so they use their dash or escape because that takes a lot of mana from uh, their their mana reserve. So if you just if a jungler just walks by and burns a corky W, that's a hundred and I think that's a hundred mana right off the bat that they're losing. And I will look. That is, that that's a lot of mana in the laning phase when you're playing corky, right? And same with Azir, the, the entire combo of QWE takes like I think 120, 130 mana. It's it's a significant amount of mana that you're effectively throwing away, right? Because you're not trading with it, you're just using it to get out of a a gank. So you're you're preserving your your health um, and possibly your your flash. Um, and I think that's how the game should be played. There has to be trade-offs, right, of using specific things at suboptimal times. Uh, Valkyrie, you're right, 100 mana. That is wild, especially because mm -hmm. level 1, I mean, he starts with um, 350 mana. Mm -hmm. So let's say level 3, something happens. He has 429 base mana, assuming he doesn't buy a sapphire crystal first, which of course yeah. he doesn't. Then you're blowing a quarter of his mana pool on a W immediately. That's yeah. a quarter of his mana pool gone. And you're thinking um, too, like this is without using any abilities from levels one through four. Like he's not using Qs or Es in the lane, and this is strictly a single W to escape escape a gank at level four is a quarter of his mana. And so if he starts using abilities to to farm and CS, because that's what you kind of need to do on Corky to get as much farm as you can, it 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 adds up like pretty significantly. Um, over time in the laning phase. Agreed. Um, I'm looking at Azir now because those are the two that you brought up. Azir's mana, if he needs to use all four of his, all three of his abilities, is going to be 155 mana. Um, let's say that he has a soldier on the ground and then he can just QE to it. He's going to use instead 115 mana. Um, the E on its own is 60. So, yeah, but also if he's he needs to have a soldier ready to cast because he has to recharge them if he's going to summon a soldier Q and then E2 it away or EQ if they're better than that. And he starts with more mana than Corky does, but level 3 he has 510, so you're still looking at like a third of the mana pool gone instantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, this, this is definitely a good point to bring up. Uh, since John and I were talking last week. I've been more aware of when I've been playing and uh, seeing my ability haste numbers and such. Yesterday, I played a game of ARAM and I was playing Swain. And I think I had, uh, or maybe I was, oh, I might have been playing Kane. I'm not sure. But I had an item and a half. And um, it might have been a couple days ago or whatever. But I had an item and a half. And I had 60 ability haste, which gave me. 37% CDR, uh, which that was, if in order, before they changed cooldown reduction, to get 37, you couldn't before, but to get 35 or 40, you needed to have, be three, four items deep in the game, not one and a half there. I almost feel like they should make it so, if they're not going to change the ability haste, take it away from items and buff them subsequently, or or maybe not even just buff them, just take it away from some items, then they need to uh, make it so every point of ability haste is actually less effective and change the formula to make it even worse overall. There's too many ways to get it 
and it's too i mean if you get if you go hardcore ability haste and you're going max ability haste if you guys seen those videos of gragas in a normal game bopping people like using his e and able as soon as you hit someone it reduces it by a flat two seconds you can use your e again as soon as it hits them before they're ever able to recover so you can assuming you have the mana instantly just continue to use Gragasy on cooldown and kill them and they literally have no way to stop it because it's a knockup they can't it's a small knockup but they cannot respond to it yeah so it's actually three seconds rating an enemy with Gragasy too right Oh so at, at a max level, it's twelve, um, twelve second cooldown at max le- at max rank. So if you're hitting your E in itself, it's already reducing twenty five percent of the ability cooldown. And so if they're stunned for one second, <laughs> it, it it it's it's a significant amount because you just throw a Q on them too and they're slowed. There's no way they can get away from you for building full like ability haste Gragas and just. Constantly just knocking them up and slowing them with cues. Yeah, the max ability haste that a character that you can actually get is, um, it's something like you can get up to like sixty or seventy percent. What would be CDR? Um, you can get up to maybe like eighty or so. You can get a lot. Okay, so I'm guessing as of a Reddit post from a couple of years ago, so it's not current, but, um. 238 ability haste, which translates to 70% CDR. So if you take 70% off of that, or if you take, let's take three quarters off of that, right? Then you're down to three seconds on the Graga. So then you just hit E. Oh, it's up again. Oh, it's up again. Oh, it's up again. You can instantly change channel that together. And those items were, that are allowing you to get such levels of ability haste, even if you change a couple items or so to get a little bit less, they ha- a lot of them are AP focused too. So there's... That should not be possible. That should be an Earth only thing. And even in Earth, I don't know if you can do that because everyone has increased like knockups last less long and other things like that. Yeah. I guess I just brought this all up to say I've been a lot more aware of it. Yeah, I mean I just don't think that like there's so many items that just give you twenty ability haste. And it's like that's like lucidity boot levels of ability haste, which I feel like is the standard for an ability haste. I don't know. I just feel like it should be like a one item thing for each class that has it should be a trade off like you were saying. And like we talked Yeah, about I think a week. lot of it Yeah, I think a lot of it too also has to come with like they they reworked a lot of these items, right? For like build diversity, but it seems like they're they're all kind of similar, <laughs> you know? Um, and maybe that's kind of the issue too is, oh, why buy this item for an extra 5 AP when I can get an extra 10 ability haste type of situation where if I can get my spells out quicker, then the damage is negligible at that point, right? Um, yeah, I'm looking at ability haste and there are, uh, I, okay, I'm not even gonna, I'm going to see if I can copy all this, throw it in an Excel sheet and see. Um, can someone look up how many items there are in the game? Uh, completed items, I should say. So that I can see, so that we can actually see how many of these, okay, this is gonna be, is it gonna cooperate? I'm just seeing, okay. So, okay, cool. Uh, 
we're looking at 90 items have ability haste baked in. That's in the actual build path. That doesn't even include additional passives such as Duskblade pass or any of the lethality ones give you or Duskblade does, Gore Drinker does, Leandry does, Night Harvester, Rod of Ages does, Vigilant Wardstone, Triforce, Radiant Virtue, Staff Flowing Water, Shirelia's, um, Transcendence the Rune, there's also the Ability Haste Rune Shard, and then you can also get Blue Buff. There's also champions that get it a little bit as well. Sona gets it baked in. Um, and then Ultimate Hunter can. There's other ways to do it as well. So there's 75 legendary items and 27 mythic items. So 103... 102 total items and 90-something have ability haste? 90 have ability haste on them. Yeah, so uh, okay, sorry. Oh, sorry. Th this actually, now that I'm looking at it, this has components in it as well. So it's not going to be every single item, but even the components have them too. Mm -hmm. I could filter it by just the... Yeah, it's like... Oh my god. Everything, basically everything I'm looking at, north of, that costs north of 3,000 gold has it, other than death cap is what I'm seeing, and I guess IE... But yeah, anything that's not a just a straight up fucking stat stick has IE in it, or not IE has ability haste in it. That's oh my god, there's too many, too much ability haste, folks. Okay, um, anything else we wanted to cover? Or should we just uh, we've been talking about these couple things for quite a while. We're hour and ten minutes or so, and uh, yeah, then next week we'll cover patch 12 point or 13.3 it is um but anything else that we wanted to talk about quick i don't think so i think we want to cover everything that we had wanted to discuss yeah yeah i think so quite tangentially if i will add as well mm -hmm. so um okay cool so yep answer please let us know which uh champion you think that bomo should add to his champ pool also if you're interested in joining our crew um listen to the beginning go back to the beginning of this episode so you can listen to the instructions about where to send stuff um as well uh additionally or i guess if you have questions about that you can reach out to me directly um i'm in the, the the discord server and a eric so if you have questions about that reach out to me directly um other than that um we have community game nights every night at or every not every night jesus christ uh every tuesday at 7 15 eastern that you're going for like three four hours it's been pretty good the last few weeks we've gotten some uh quite a few custom games going so been very fun um go in and answer our additional question of the week please and uh Check out our Patreon, and uh, if you have any feedback for us or questions, please submit them to questions at trinityforcepodcast.com or in the feedback thread of the Discord server, which can also be found on our website, a link to the Discord server at trinityforcepodcast.com. But other than that, this has been episode 795. Thank you for joining me, gentlemen, and we will see all of you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. 
If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found in Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided. provided.